This week's episode of Proper English is brought to you by a few more bits and bobs and odds and ends. And the idiom, butterflies in the stomach. Every so often we have an episode like this, don't we, Dave? We do, Ali. I like to think of it as a little bit of a spring clean. That's it. A chance to tidy up all the little questions and queries our listeners have come up with over the last few weeks or so. The little confusions that arise every now and then that don't fit into any particular category. Those bits and bobs and odds and ends that are just waiting for an episode like this to tie them all up together and sort them out for your entertainment, edification and education. Nice bit of vowel sound alliteration there. Thank you. So... In no particular order, let's go with our first little confusion, which came up in conversation with Elishka in Prague. And this one is quite common, actually. Ah, yes, this is about going solo, about describing the state of solitude, isn't it? Correct. And the thing is, there are two little phrases that describe this sort of situation perfectly. Exactly. You either do something by yourself... Or you do something on your own. But we don't combine these two. No, not ever. We would never say that we do something by our own. Nor would we ever say that we do something on ourselves. We just wouldn't. I'm not sure why. Mm, I think it might be to do with the preposition fitting the construction. Ooh, I think you're right. You would never do something on yourself, because on implies placing something on you. Mm. And it just doesn't convey the meaning that you're after. Yeah, you do something to yourself as well, like, you know, bump your knee on the table, or I did it to myself, but never on yourself. It's true. I had my first vaccination against COVID-19 on Saturday. How are you feeling now? Well... My arm's still a bit sore and I didn't feel brilliant over the weekend. But overall, I'm pretty much OK. Thanks for asking. Which is great and everything, but what's this got to do with proper English? No offence. None taken. Well, I can tell you the reason. The reason that I brought it up was to highlight the pronunciation of vaccine ah. and vaccination. Because I've heard people struggling with that, saying vaccine and vaccination, rather than vaccine and vaccination. Mm. The dreaded double C. Nice. Did you know there are three ways to pronounce CC? Well, yes. The first way is when I or E follows CC. Words like access. Success. Succeed. Successful. That little trio comes up quite a lot. Does. Eccentric. Accent. Accessory. Accelerate. Accept. And of course, vaccine, vaccinate and vaccination. And if the CC is followed by any of the other vowels, the pronunciation is like a hard K. Like occasion. Impeccable. Accommodate. Hiccup. <laughs> Broccoli. Account. Tobacco occur. Now, that's often a difficult one because although you want to pronounce the U as a U and say a cure, on this occasion it combines with the R to make an er sound like so, occur. Mm. And the last way we pronounce CC is in words we've borrowed from Italian. And with these words CC becomes a CH sound, ch, like cappuccino. Oh, I'd love one, thank you. <laughs> or fettuccine. I'm not sure what that is. 
It's a pasta. Is it? Mm. Oh, well, now I know. Fettuccini. Fettuccini. So, this next one kind of follows on from the previous one in a way, because it's about pronunciation again. And this one came up in conversation with Luisa in Sao Paulo, because she was talking about being on a training course. And it was the second word that she was having difficulty with. Of course it was. <laughs> <laughs> so this is about C-O-U-R-S-E. Yep. A series of lessons versus C-U-R-S-E, which is either swearing or something horrible in Harry Potter. <laughs> exactly. And this is the link to the previous one. Ah, because of the U-R in occur. Yeah. And I guess the problem arises because in a lot of languages, the pronunciation of letters remains the same. But English is awkward. It is. And so, sometimes there's a combination of letters. You are in cure, for instance. So, as a learner, you're going to think, oh, if it's like that then, it's always going to be like that. Ah, uh, but no, because mm. the you are in curse is pronounced like er, so it's curse. And the additional difficulty with the word course is that you've got O-U-R together in the middle. So, do you pronounce the O or the U or do you pronounce it like our? Well, the answer is, of course, none of your choices. <laughs> in this case, the O-U-R is pronounced or, so it becomes course. And it's the same for court, C-O-U-R-T, too. No wonder Louisa was confused. We're all confused. <laughs> so, what's the difference between autumn and fall? About 7,000 kilometres. Hmm? Well, autumn is generally used in the UK and fall is mostly used in the US. Ah, clever. Thank you. Now, this has come up a couple of times recently with Oscar in Argentina and with my mom on Sunday, because we were talking about what to write about for this episode. So, which came first, autumn or fall? This is exactly what me and my mom were discussing. Well, I've done a bit of research, mom. And Oscar, and anybody else who's listening, of course. And apparently, autumn comes from the Latin autumnus. Ah, I've so guessed that. Yeah. So, I guess it was around first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and started to be used in England in the 1300s. Ah, but poets were in love with the fall of the leaves. <sighs> and over time, the fall of the leaves became shortened to the fall. Of course. And round about this time, in the 1600s, I mm -hmm. think, the Pilgrim Fathers had sailed over to America, taking the English language with them. So both autumn and fall went with them as they both originated back in dear old Blighty, but for some reason, fall became the definition favoured in the States, while back in England, we stuck with autumn. So basically, both words come from England, Mum. And Oscar. And now it's time for Idiom of the Week. Idiom of the Week? Well, here we are then. Here we are. You look very smart. Mm. Tweed twin set and pearls, a classic look, and you wear it well. Thank you. Who'd have thought it? 
My best friend, Mabel Branston, Parish Council Leader 2021, about to make her acceptance speech. Very exciting. Oh yes, very exciting. But this is what you wanted, innit? Being the centre of attention, being in charge, being the leader. I suppose so. So what's the matter with you? You look like you've lost a five pound note and found a penny. I need a drink. My throat's really dry. Well, isn't this great fortune? I've an unopened bottle of mineral water in my handbag for just such an occasion. No. On second thoughts, I don't think I want a drink. I don't know what I want, Sylvia. Actually, I do know what I want. What? What do you want? A chair? No, I'm all right standing. I'll tell you what I want. Yes? What I really, really want. Oh, I did like the spice. Oh, for goodness sake. What I want is not to be here. There are at least a hundred places I would rather be right now, and here is not one of them. Why ever not? This is everything you've ever worked for. Sylvia, I'm scared. I've got terrible butterflies in my stomach. Oh, I told you not to have that lemon drizzle cake in the cafe hmm. earlier. That spotty lad helping his mum in the kitchen... Hasn't washed his hands since junior school, I don't think. It's no to do with the lemon drizzle cake. Mm. Honestly, it's an idiom. Oh. Having that nervous feeling, that feeling of weightlessness in your stomach, is described as having butterflies in your stomach. And that's exactly how I'm feeling right now. Nervous. Apprehensive. Terrified. You've no need to be nervous. You're a born leader. I've never doubted you as long as I've known you. You're going to be the best parish council leader this parish council has ever seen. Now get on that stage and knock them dead. Oh, Sylvia, you said the nicest things. I do. There is one thing I need to do before I make your maiden speech, though. What? I really need to go to the lavatory. And here we are at the end of another episode of Proper English. As always, we hope you've had fun listening in on our conversation. And whether you're a new listener or a regular subscriber, why not get in touch with us? You can email us at properenglish or one word at sapo.pt or you can ask us questions on whichever social media you use. And don't forget to tell everyone you know about us friends family anyone who's studying or learning english and make sure that you rate and review us if you can because that helps other people to find us and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app so until next time it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from me too and thank you for listening to proper english, english. going mad out there. Oh, Mabel, out through the bathroom window. Where can she have got to?